I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. It's that which we choose to call not the weekend podcast. Now, this is Frank Skinner, and I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And uh, we have our headphones on. Mm. There's been a kerfuffle about them, I'll be straight with you. <laughs> one, one smelt of perfume, one, sm- one smelt of sweat. Mine is beautiful. <laughs> but anyway, we're all settled. We have our, let's, let's say... Cans on. I'm not really settled, Frank. You're not settled. Well, there's a broken chair in the studio, Mm. and um, Alan said, when I said, Oh, my chair's broken, in a slightly diva-ish tone, I won't lie, Alan said, Oh, you've got the broken chair this week, as if to indicate it was my turn somehow. Yeah. There's a broken chair in the studio, is a first line of a poem I wrote about Dawn French in (laughs) 1988. (laughs) Um, it's a beautiful and mournful piece, but I'm not going to do it now. You know, it's it's too close to the festive season. It, it's in the very midst of that. But uh, we're off. Sorry, mm. Alan, you were going to... I said in it. It's in, in it. the very uh, midst uh, of the festive season. In it? Mm. In it. <laughs> Frank, I'd like to kick off, if I may. What? Is this well. about the broken chair? <laughs> no, that's been done. Uh, this is with an email. There's a broken chair in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> And a large section of knitwear on the back. Uh, go on. Um, this concerns your 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 personal habits in many respects. I see. Um, hi, Frank. I've listened to the podcast from day one. I like a day one person. That's the information. It's very difficult to listen to the whole show because I'm at work. Manager at the dry cleaners Frank sends his shirts to. Oh, really? Mm. I heard your knitwear dilemma, and you should have them dry cleaned, even if they say wash only. We should point out at this stage you were saying you don't bother with jumpers because they get bobbly. Yeah, my, my, well, my view is that a jumper, any sort of knitwear, is beautiful when you purchase it, but one clean, and it, it's never, it never comes back to that no. original thing. I, maybe I should point out that if some of you are surprised that I don't know where my shirts are dry cleaned... Is in the flats I live in. There is a there's a a concierge mm. on the front desk. Charming. And, and and I just give him my dry cleaning, and it goes away, and then comes back mm. in one of those um, immensely flimsy, the flimsiest plastic bags you'll ever get <laughs> in your life. Oh, they're I mean, wafer thin. Those they bags. are so thin. Mm. They are like if a, like it's like a spider greenhouse. <laughs> it's very thin. Have you ever um, have you ever? Had your car surface serviced, and you get back in, and, and they've left the uh, the plastic bag on the on the yeah. chair. Oh, yeah, on similar the seat. consistency, Frank. It is very. Mm. It's like it's like sitting on um, coffee skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like it when they put the little p- piece of paper on the footwell with the footprints in it. Yes, I nice. love all that. I nice. love I love post surface cars. Yeah. They're the best. Sometimes a little plastic on the gear stick, I quite like. Oh, I've never spotted that. Um, Frank, next... So, so, yeah, so I'm in a position where I can actually... And, I, you know, I love a bit of French. I, I love it when French suddenly um, 
interrupts English. Uh-huh. I'm in a position where I can leave my fiancé's negligee with a concierge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Sean Gallagher, who's the manager, I should say, of the dry cleaners, continues. Next time you buy one, send it in with your shirts for my attention and I guarantee it will come back like new and feel like it did when you bought it. Meaning a woolly jumper. Mm. Great. That's and that's from Sean, manager at Buckingham Dry Cleaners. Yeah, well, it's... He says, give it a try. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Oh. I won't even charge you for it. Pow! Now the cock will enjoy that immensely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's. A, it's a fabulous offer. But I have to go and buy knitwear now. Mm. It's a risk. If Sean says actually, actually that hasn't quite come off. <laughs> <laughs> the knitwear. It has gone. The co- the worst ones are the collared knitwear. The collar never comes oh, back. Oh no! It loses its curve. That's a lovely offer, though. I might well take him up on that because I'd like to. I'd like. You know, I'm probably of an age where I should uh, spread out into um, knitwear. The Titch Martian. Stage. Yeah, well, he wears a suit though, doesn't he? But like a, a nice smedley or something. I've got a couple of smedley cardigans. That I don't are, know what a smedley is. It's just a, a knitwear maker. Emily will know, won't you? You'll oh know yeah, she knows. Mm. Yeah. They're quite dear, but they're very nice. fine silk knit, often a V. Yeah, oh. got a couple of cardigans. I was thinking a round neck with a t-shirt. Yeah, worst is round neck with a collar and tie underneath, as the heel top. <laughs> Constricted. Constrict. I was watching Mark Zuckerberg uh, documentary. Oh yeah. And yeah. he wore a hooded top with a dress shirt underneath. Yeah, I find that strange. I've tried it a couple of times since. I've, I'm always looking for a, a, a fashion guru. <laughs> and Zuckerberg is yours. Well, with Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg's a cool dude, isn't he? This is the man who invented Facebook, yes. in case you don't know. Um, and I had a man crush on the man who played him in the movie. I'm not sure um, he's a cool Jesse dude. Jesse Eisenberg. He's, he's, he's a, he's, surely he's the coolest sure dude. he's an uncool dude, and he's a... He's a nerd, isn't he? He's a famous nerd. Yeah, but he's kind of... Uh, he's so uncool, he's cool, if you receive my meaning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I tried it, and I just looked like some stupid old dad who didn't know you couldn't wear um, <laughs> uh, a shirt underneath a hooded top, so that's that experiment abandoned. But what a lovely... Um, what a lovely door that's open to knitwear. Yeah, I don't even dry clean shirts, though. I suppose if, if your concierge is going to take it there for you, then that's uh, it's very easy, but why don't you just stick them in the washing machine and... Dry them on a hanger. What's Why don't that? you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what would I get? For, I, I would maybe dry clean a suit. I've got a suit that needs maybe a wash, dry clean a suit. Say maybe. Does I've that mean it so far? Does that mean you might put a suit in a washing machine? He gets the stones no, out in what, the brook. What I mean is that I've never had a suit that I've taken to the dry. Cl- I've got one suit that's probably it's a bit manky. I think. <laughs> How long have you had it to clean? <laughs> Don't know a year or something. Bit more, what? bit more than a year. You could probably maybe. stand the dry. Two years it hasn't been dry clean. It's not been it's, worn it's every walked day. It's not in office or anything. No, no, I, I understand that. It'd be bogging. Probably, you're right. You're right. I probably don't need. Um, it's probably a, uh, extravagant. Is it? But you know, it does say dry clean only on those shirts. On those shirts, yeah. shirts that are dry clean. Yes. What, are they silk or something? They're um, crushed velvet, most of them. <laughs> it's the Elvis shirt, and they don't—they um, don't have uh, bottoms. They have—they have a laced neck, you know, a shoe laced neck, <laughs> like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh, to Oil Baron's Ball in Dallas. I like that. Yeah, that—that's mm. that—that kind of feel. Mm. Um, but that's a lovely offer, and I might well take um, Sean up on it. Okay. And there's a knock-on effect for the dry cleaners of Manchester. I might put my suit in, even though I'll have to pay. I'll have to pay the bill. Yeah. You know. Don't well, you yeah, try no. and get a freebie from Sean Gallagher of Buckingham Dry Cleaners? I'm not. He's too no, far no, away. No, don't, 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 let's not push it with Buckingham. 
I see. I, like... I think Richard the Third said that. Didn't you? <laughs> I think he did, uh... I'm I'm fond of a of a, a jumper, actually, though, Frank. I know that. No, I am. Yeah, yours always look. I I I imagine you use them like disposable <laughs> contact lenses. <laughs> you wear them and then just throw them away. And get like P Diddy, the trainers just buys a new pair every day. Is that correct? Never wear. Never. Buys them twice, yeah. David Beckham, one of the footballers that wears brand new football boots all the time. Yes, yeah, but he must get so many free ones. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got like a garage that they're all locked up in somewhere. Shouldn't they all the be going to charity or something? I of think that some nature? of them go. But mm. yeah, yeah. You see, well, this year it's kind of it's. I call it Alpine chic to give it its proper name. Okay. And it's you've probably seen it, Frank. It's all it's very sort of off-piece loungewear. So there'll be a... <laughs> oh, this is true. Yes. There might be a, a woolen pit bull or a reindeer of some sort. Have you seen these? A pit bull? Yes. Jumpers. Seems very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Devil dog <laughs> on a Christmas sweater. Or maybe I'm getting my dogs mixed up. What's the one you used to have in Birmingham? Uh, Staffy. Oh, yeah, maybe it's I a think Staffy. what it is off... Uh, what I've seen is an English bull, which, oh, is, yeah, the English one, bull. which is the one with a... With a you're, head like you're a, right, Frank. It's got a head like a. Um, like I'm sorry a, like for suggesting that a pit bull would have been. No, that in, would do. Yeah, because I mean, the, the sort of people who keep pit bulls are not the sort of people who wear knitwear. The sort of people that win red or black. Let's be honest. <laughs> Even if they win it, they no. They're, they're the sort of people that wear basically sportswear around the streets. Baseball caps. Three quarter length trousers, uh, tracksuit. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe anyway. Yeah, I've. Uh, I've seen them around. I'm never quite sure about the uh, the festive jumper. Yeah. Really? I'm not sure either. It's you know you see people with the Christmas pudding on the jumper and stuff. Mm. There's, there's a hint of uh, you know. It's like when I see people with the green nylon wig on Children in Need night. <laughs> I think well, I know what you're trying to do. Yes. But stay away from me. There's, there's and also I, I think one of the few times I ever naturally and unironically make that Homer Simpson noise of <laughs> is when I get to just coming up to New Year and I, I realise I've forgotten to wear my Christmas socks and I'm going to have to wait another year for that to come mm. round. Right, That's yeah. a pet hate of mine. Is it? I have one pair of Christmas socks. You see... Snow scene. Oh. With um, <laughs> Disney character, I can't remember which one. Ears. Snow scene? Yeah. Oh. On the socks. Very intricate for a sock. But well, I, don't you know. want, I don't want to throw a spanner in the works, but why can't you just chuck them on at any time of year? Nobody's what? Nobody's caring, are they? No, I couldn't do that. You know, on on Saturday show, I was talking about personal rules. I yeah. cu- I couldn't wear Christmas themed clothing, even underwear, um, when it isn't Christmas. Oh, I feel I, like a charlatan. I think I could. That's like wearing Wednesday knickers on a Friday. I could do that too. I can wear odd socks some days. I'm not no. saying I've never done it, but... Sometimes I just pop odd socks on. I get angry when I see uh, a child with the wrong bib. You oh, know, dear. a Tuesday bib on a Saturday. If you're going to buy like... those bibs, why not keep it? And not non-matching bar and knickers. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's all right, say, six months into a relationship. But when it's <laughs> the first night and it's non-matching, you think, well, if you don't care, you don't care. <laughs> Yeah, because a matching bra and knickers is a thing of great beauty, I think. Oh, yeah. Because yep, you think, oh, that's the end of that material. Oh, no, here it comes again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're panning down or up. Like a reprise. Yeah, it's lovely. Encore. <laughs> I love the fact that someone's taken the trouble to uh, to put both on. Mm-hmm. Smashing. Mm. It's good to know. 
<laughs> not for me personally, you understand. No, no, but you know, I think uh, I think we can all learn from that. Mm. If I if I wore any sort of I, if I often wore a singlet, I'd try and uh, mm -hmm. I'd try and match him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an all-in-one. Uh, I had a boxer vest um, all-in-one. Like a child's like baby a grow with a clasp underneath. I'm thinking more well, Victorian no. strongman. No, it was more grade? Victorian on beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you can imagine a pair of hooped boxer shorts with a normal bottom front. Yes. And then they just carry on into, uh, into a vest. So you didn't need elastication because they were being held up by your um, shoulder straps. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you could wear that, and then your onesie that you wore on opinionated, you'd yeah. be as snug as a bug in a rug, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I don't know what happened to those um, complete. It was the closest I've ever been to a teddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, well, what else they? What is the other the name for those uh, all-in-ones that women wear? What the onesies? No, the ones that like is is like a vest and pants all in one. There's a teddy, and then there's another. Yes, I think there is something, and I'm. Going It'll to come think. to me. Like not like a body, no. Mm -hmm. Body, maybe yeah, that's it. Body. Mm. It's not a chemise. That's something else. No, I'll oh, wear something else entirely. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do think with knitwear, you've it's got to a bit of French in. I knew it wasn't a chemise. I just no. wanted to say it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I knew what you were up to. Mm. Um, you've got to tread a careful line with knitwear, though. Mm. As a man, women look great. I think, on the whole. Well, great women look great in anything. As we've seen, you know, you can put a supermodel... Yeah. Or you watch an, an avant-garde fashion show, you see a, mm. a, a supermodel come down um, wearing a horse carcass and yeah. look great. Mm. Mm -hmm. But um, I think for anyone who isn't, you know, stunningly spot mm. on, you've got to be careful. That is my bugbear with this, especially when you see it in the papers and it's all people that are super attractive anyway wearing a Christmas pudding jumper and you go, well, yeah, you can carry it off. Yeah, Fern Cotton, fit. for example, was yeah. in. Of course she's going to look, you know, she's going to look nice in anything, Fern Cotton. Mm. But actually... Fern Britain, that's a test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you, yeah, got, have you got a Christmas form. one? Yeah. Well, not. it's called intarsia, actually, that form of knitting, just so you're aware. Is it really? Well, there are different forms because there's the cable knit, which you're all familiar with, <clears> if you yeah. have encountered any sort of fishermen intarsia yeah intarsia is specifically it's knitting in color blocks like that oh. like your pudding or your reindeer I remember it my auntie uh, lorna used to she did a, a lovely she, I, she did me um a cardigan with not one but mm. two vintage cars wow it. and they were i mean it's a work of art that's a time commitment that she spent on it oh, she loved it that's that's real mm. oh, good she loved it yeah, Intarsia. I'm going to use that again. That's a brilliant Oh, word. I know you will. You're mm. already throwing chemise around. <laughs> yeah. Like it's an old friend. Well, I've thrown chemises <laughs> around in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Why stop? <laughs> they were good, those three line years. One of, one of the... Uh, <laughs> one of the, the uh, Christmas... My favourite Christmas garb, I think what I look best in, is the paper hat. At Christmas dinner. No, I honestly. I don't think, think you look good. I in that do. Thing. I like the idea you think you suit them. No, that's, I do. That's great. I you do. Don't. I honestly do. I'm I'm a man who struggles with a hat, as you know, because I don't have... like a normal hat, do you? But it turns no, out paper. It's because I've got a big head. <laughs> paper crown. Oh, it's a lovely head he's got. But, but, but there's a bit of room in a paper crown, and I like it. It, it you don't feel um you don't feel hemmed in. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's nice clear back to it. The seam. 
It's all there. And I, honestly, <laughs> seriously, I have looked in the mirror now and th- before now and thought, aye, that's, that's the hat for me. I really suit Aww, this. It's Mr. Calling, Medieval King. Yeah, yeah but they've never... Um, it, obviously, it's it's not a heavy-duty material, the, the, no. the cracker hat. Do you don't find it slips down? No, it fits... No, my head. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I w- it's, it, round, it's round by my ankles by the end of the Christmas lunch. If they bought, I mean, I find if I, I, I'll go... If I get the option, I'll go for lemon. Oh. Some people go for red, but... It goes, you like a lemon? It goes in my teeth. <laughs> uh, but if I could get a lemon, orange. if I could get a lemon crown of that design, but say in a, in a, in, you know in a, in a heavy duty, say a leather, if I could get a leather, <laughs> right. yellow leather crown, I'd wear that all the year round. You might have to go could... to folk festivals to find such a thing. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I'd look. I think that. You would... see, I find the consistency <laughs> troubling. It's a bit fortune telling fish. I find the consistency of the crown. Yeah, but if, yeah. if it's the yellow leather, that wouldn't you be the case. A yellow leather Christmas hat, Frank. It's disgusting. <laughs> also, with the pot belly I'm getting now, if I was naked in just the hat, I'd look like the uh, Premiership trophy. <laughs> 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 no, but I would wear that. It's a really nice it's a I, nice hat i love the idea of everyone putting their crackers putting their hats on frank getting out especially <laughs> that's all right I, no, I saw i've brought i've brought my own and then putting on the leather the leather <laughs> crowd <laughs> and I've, obviously i'd scotch guard it in case we went for a walk in the snow yeah <laughs> no I, I i'm surprised those hats they seem to go um unnoticed you know Mm. What do you mean you're surprised? Well, no one ever <laughs> says. What do you think people are going, hey, I must wear this out on Saturday night? No one ever says. Well, you look, that really suits you. That... Because they're disgusting. <laughs> they're not meant to <laughs> suit people. they meant to be popped on in a sort of an obligatory way. Oh, that God, might have been the intention, but, you know, m- many of the great inventions have happened accidentally. I just find everyone looks a bit Christmas at the Gold Star Retirement Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great leveller. <laughs> The paper crowns. Suddenly, we're all the same people. Do you know what I mean? Like the tuxedo, isn't it? except for you in a leather one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. I've got to put my head above the crowd, as it were. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I definitely buy. If there's anyone listening, who's, if there's any tanners listening, <laughs> um, I don't know if we go. I don't know how many tanners we we get. There's, there's a lot of research done at Absolute Radio on audience profile. I don't think I've seen tanner as a category. And you say there's a lot of research done. We occasionally flick through the texts and emails that we've had, and people tell us about their weird jobs. But no, but I mean Absolute. Absolute as an organisation. Oh, I thought you meant here. Right yeah, now. you know we know the average listener is a 38 year old male in a black t shirt. Oh yeah, with Combos. white snake on it. Quite Except slick. for absolute 1910s, they've got a different demographic. Yeah, mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> the tanners. And just me. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the average list. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've, but tanners, I don't know how many tanners we get. They, it's not the sort of thing your modern marketing man is interested in, you know, the, no. the old dying crafts. No. But if there are any tanners listening, um, I know, you know I'm not trying to get a freebie. I'm, ha- I'm happy to talk cash for the leather crown. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, some questions for Emily this week. As uh, <sighs> as you may have spotted, I I have returned to a bearded version of Alan Cochran for a while. 
Having We've spotted that. You, mm. you, I, I said, as you may have, because it's quite blonde in places, so I thought you might just not have noticed. Yeah, I, I rather like it. I was thinking of the listeners, I think they... Uh, oh, right, yeah, unless yeah, they've heard anything, to you, to you. Unless oh, no. they've heard scraping against the foam. <laughs> the foam <laughs> cover so, that we so have. It's a very sensitive microphone. It is, yeah. But on the subject of facial hair, I, mm. uh, I saw a thing this week about uh, Kate Middleton having a new scouse brow. I... I didn't fully understand what it was. It's thicker eyebrows. Oh, is it? the scouse brows. Yes. Thicker eyebrows. Are is you that familiar what she's with got? this, Frank? Um, isn't it just like women putting a bit of um, something on their eyebrows to make them look darker? Isn't very that? technical That's... explanations. I'll try, and, <laughs> I'll try and simplify it for everyone. <laughs> um, essentially, the scouse brow. Mm. It's uh, as you would imagine. Started in scouse. Uh, more commonly known as Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the ladies there do tend to favour Frank. It is a very heavy black line. Mm. Um, sometimes tattooed on. Colleen Rooney has one. Tattooed? tattooed. Mm, they tattoo it on. The trouble is, with the tattoo, it Locks fades and goes a bit purple. Yeah. And oh, then they have to keep it? pencilling it in black. They like that sort of slightly heavy Pete Burns look. It's a very theatrical, overmade George look. Robey. Oh. Sir George Robey, the, the man known as the... Uh, Prime Minister of Mirth, <laughs> who was an old comic, he used to really thicken his really? Um, with uh, with um, black stuff and mm. have massive thick. And I think the theory was that you know in the cheap seats you could still see all his facial expressions. He didn't look quite a lot of eyebrow yeah. work. So I don't know if, if well, that maybe is... that's what Alex Curran's thinking in the cheap seats. <laughs> um, but Alex Curran have it, all the wags have it, Frank. And um, yeah, so now Kate Middleton. I mean, it's hardly a scouse brow she's got. She has thickened her brows. It does define your face a bit. Often if you're looking at a, a celebrity lady and she hasn't had work and you think, what's she done to her face to make her look different? That's what she's done. It's the brows. Mm -hmm. It totally changes your shape of your face. We should just say for the listener, when you say she hasn't had work, you don't mean employment, you no. mean plastic surgery. No, exactly. <laughs> I think we can all safely say that Kate Middleton hasn't had work and never will again. <laughs> <laughs> well, but where Kindly you... temper your hilarity mm. with a modicum of reserve. <laughs> That was George, one of George Ralby's catchphrases. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> that, I should have said that to his makeup artist. <laughs> what, where do you two stand on the scouse brow? On well, a strong brow on a woman, or do you like a, a wispy affair? I kind of... I, I used to like those sort of uh, 70s... You still see them on sort of uh, women in their sort of 40s in, the, in Birmingham when, when they've basically shaved a whole lot off. And <laughs> I got a tiny, thin, mm. almost painted in tiny bit... Yeah, and I like something. That, uh, there's there's something um, Star Trek: The Next Generation about it. There definitely is. Yeah, yeah. but that's quite sexy. But it can. Mm. Um, I'm not anti a, a heavy yeah. brow. Do they shave them off? Is it when they take the eyebrows off? They're not shaving them. Well, off, maybe they pluck. I guess they're plucking them. Yeah. Shaving. Yeah, they've been threaded or plucked, and often what happens? But when they're tattooed on, sometimes they've got rid of them entirely. Frank. Yes. Yeah. So Plus that does save a bit of time, doesn't it? I don't think time is an issue with a wag. I think it's just more the look. <laughs> it's not a labour-saving <laughs> device. <laughs> I was wondering if... Because, um, I mean, I mean, it's a cliché. Yeah. I think you'll agree it's a cliché <laughs> for a middle-aged man to talk about his nose hair growing. But mine has um, flourished. It's, 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 it's lustrous. Is it? Mm. And I reckon if I didn't touch it at all, I could grow it... <laughs> 
three or four inches. And I could comb it into a moustache. That would be great. Like, like a Robert Mugabe Fultrum. But I, I mean, a full, I could comb it, just part it in the middle. Look, as, mm. as it comes down the nostrils, separate them out. And I could grow, I could go all the way down to a Viva Sapata. Wow. <laughs> we'll start just of nose here. November 2012, this could be the challenge. But what I think would be brilliant, if you if you comb your, your nose hair down into a tash, right, distinctive tash, mm-hmm. then you could, down, you could go and commit some sort of crime. Oh, yeah. Go into a bank. Then walk out and go, <laughs> moustache disappears up the nostrils, and you're, you're just an innocent, innocent man walking past. It could be one of the great... Who needs the witness protection programme? It's the perfect When crime. you've got long nose hair. That's what I say. <laughs> I have a thing where my eyebrows seem to be growing, and every now and again I'll feel like I've ruffled them and I can just see out of the top of my eye like a bit of hair in my peripheral vision. Well, you've got the folds as well. I've got the folds? Yeah. Or what, where my eyes are folding in on themselves? Well, what are they Ooh. called again? Epicanthic. He's epicanthic got the epicanthics, Frank. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure that's what we're on about, but it's really weird just being in, you know, something. No, it is that that will affect the line of the brow. No, because they will descend with age. You're saying this with such authority, (laughs) but I can't help but think it's nonsense. I don't know why. (laughs) No, but it's it's off-putting when you can see something out of your the corner of your. I sometimes, I sometimes, I get a hair that grows at at the very. Where my, the top of my nose meets my forehead, yeah. yeah. I get a hair that grows out there, and it can get three inches long. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it can. It, really long. And I'll, I'll, see, I'll think, oh, there's a hair on my face. I'm thinking it's come from my head. And I go to brush it away, and it's growing. That's the disgusting. Fact you don't notice it until it's at three inches. Two and a half is barely affecting no, my day. I mean, so I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. It's as if there's a very tiny angler. <laughs> sitting on top of my head. And I can see um, out, out ahead of me, yeah. Maybe you need it. Maybe it's like a cat. <laughs> like a cat's whiskers. To, to judge distance, yeah. You snip mm. it and then find yourself walking into doors. No, I, I, I pluck it and then oh. I, I suddenly I'm not, I'm not, I'm not motivated <laughs> in my work anymore. Else. And then Smith I realise it's, it's the carrot I had on the end. <laughs> I could easily put a carrot on the end of it. It'd take it. It's strong, it's sturdy. <laughs> oh, you could put it, I reckon I could, rep, I could put a ukulele string. It would hold for two days as a ukulele string. <laughs> yeah, and where that one comes from, I've, I've, you know, it's... And just one as well. It's a lone warrior. I don't... T- mm. No toft... There's no tofting. Don't think that for a second. No. <laughs> I like that thing that in, if you're in the uh, in the armed forces, you have to ask for permission oh, yeah. to grow a beard. Do you? Yeah, you can't just go... And then the, you get to your sergeant major or whoever and, and say... Um, Permission to grow a beard, sir. The army, sir. Oh. Something... Although we all respect our heroes and boys, there's something ridiculous about the, about the army. facial hair was banned in the army. No, no, if you ask permission. Oh. oh and there's also <laughs> the um, the pioneer sergeant, who I believe is uh, he's in the navy and he does like he's like a carpenter person yeah. on the on board the ship, and he can grow one. Doesn't have to ask. He's the one person doesn't oh, have to allowed. ask. He's allowed. He's got right. special rights. Yeah, pioneer sergeant. But um, it certainly used to be true. I don't know if it's still true. But yeah, you have to, you have to ask. You know, permission to grow beard, sir. <laughs> and he has a look at you. To see if he thinks you're going to grow a decent beard, because I don't want a, a wispy, rubbish no. beard. Any beard on there. Yeah. It? So me, I'd probably be refused permission to to grow. Have you ever had a full beard? Well, when I was drinking a lot, I, a beard emerged, oh, but it God. wasn't really a decision. I, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I was too drunk to shave. 
Really? It's as simple as that. And that beard... It's a popular song, isn't it? Too drunk to shave. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, I, I, I've never understood people who have a beard and then they trim and still shave, basically, mm-hmm. like the Noel yeah. Edmonds beard. If I'm not going to shave, I just want to let it grow. Mm-hmm. But, my goodness, it was ginger. Well, wow. I was talking to somebody the other day and said, oh, uh, I feel a bit embarrassed because the beard is ginger. And she said, all men think their beard is more ginger than it is, mm. which is now one of those things that I think, hang on, that might well have some truth in yeah, it. Yeah, like, like Your beard that. isn't ginger anyway. Well, in that case, she's right. She's yeah. got a point. Mm. She's got a point. I, can I say, me. I quite like Cockrell with that beard. Do you really? It's getting Uh-oh. a little bit Henry VIII for me. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> Frank's not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure like about, him. I'm not, not sure. sure about beards in general. I know a woman mm-hmm. who, whose dad, um, he doesn't shave on a match day. <laughs> so if he goes to a football match, he doesn't shave, so he looks a bit more, you know, one of the lads. <laughs> People get very touchy about the whole facial. Uh, it's OK, but I'm not sure about it. it. You don't look so clean with it, you know I'm what I mean? I'm not sure it'll last. No. But... Don't let me put you off. No, it's about eight quid for more more of those razor blades, and I just... I, I, I just, you, I just feel like they should be cheaper. I knew there'd be a financial incentive <laughs> rustling yeah. around not, in it's there. It's not trying. even that. It's partly boredom, and partly everyone started talking to me about have I had a beard in November when Movember was oh. on, and then I just thought, actually, I haven't had a beard for a while. And then partly it was that if I haven't got a razor blade and it's a trip to the shops and you go, oh, God. For a razor blade? You know, for razor blades to replace the the old uh, Gillette things, whatever they are. Oh, the, ge- the yeah. cartridge things. Yeah. yeah, OK. Not the sort of things that Ponks used to have. Not those razor blades. No. I don't know if you can still get them, even. What, mm. cut-throat razors? No, those, like, little rectangular ones with the... You know, that you used to put in a T-bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm all sure got very technical now. I'm sure you could still get them. But, no, I just didn't have any blades, and before you know it, boom. Stubble has become beard, and then it has become beard. It's given you a certain look. It's given you look Uh-oh. like you could play uh, ocarina in Mumford and Sons. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll take that. I don't know if back on. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Gary Barlow, is that what you say? But of course, it's that time of the year for a, you know, I reckon I could, if I just let it go now, I reckon by next Christmas I would have a massive white beard like Santa. <laughs> oh, that'd <be> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. A bit of extra work. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, I'm, are you looking forward to Christmas? Because I'm quite excited, but there's one thing which is... It's putting a slight Andrew Marr on proceedings. Oh, afraid, really? Which is, I'm getting rather fed up with what I call a Christmas cliché. Oh, OK. I don't like... It's often in journalism. So, for example, it's just lazy. So I was reading a piece the other day and it said, when you're watching the Queen's speech, watch out for great old Aunt Edna snoring on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who has anyone called Edna in their family? And aunts, or a great aunt. Yeah, I don't, I don't even aunt. know what a great aunt is anymore. It really annoyed me. Aunts aren't called that. And they're not called Edna now. No. And they're not Edwardian. You're right. It's, it's a lie. Great, I know. great aunts in certain areas of Northern England probably called Sharon or Kylie now. Or That's Emily. true. Yeah, Emily, nice. And another thing that irritates me... Oh, I love talking about things that irritate me. <laughs> but another thing that irritates me is I saw another piece, similar piece of lazy, crass journalism... Oh, dear. ..which said, um, <laughs> mind you don't get caught with Colin from accounts in the stationery cupboard. Yes. Now, firstly, people aren't called Colin anymore. Secondly, it's not accounts. It's, it was renamed Finance in about 2000. <laughs> was it? I didn't yeah, know that. No I must one admit. I'm going to write that down. calls it accounts anymore. OK. Thirdly, there is not an entire room devoted to stationery these days. Isn't People are very short on space now on this planet. 
<laughs> and they tend to load stationery on a shelf. They don't devote an entire room to it. I like, your, dev- I like your devotion to facts. <laughs> great that, what I like is that at your work they have... A stationary cupboard <laughs> and a beauty closet. <laughs> Is there a beauty, beauty cupboard? You've got to get your priorities wow. right. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah we I know what you mean. Text. People do... Uh, they fall back on cliches. I know. I'm going oh, to... On Boxing time. Day, I'll be going to see... Uh, uh, if the good lords winning and the creeks don't rise, I'll be going to see uh, West Brom play Man City mm. at, uh, at the Hawthorns. And I know at some point an Albion player won't make it, make it to a tackle, won't make it to a through ball, and someone will say, oh, yeah, he had a bit too much Christmas pudding yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they kind of think he's a professional athlete. Do you think he's going to sacrifice his performance in quite an important match for, for extra dessert? <laughs> That's what I want to say, but <laughs> but people want you to join in a bit more like that. And the, but the thrill of being of pulling people up on what is what is a lie? However you dress yeah. up, you might say oh, it's just bad. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I urge you all when you get back to work to say to that bloke you work with. So which um, which James Bond film did you finally watch on Christmas Day? <laughs> no, no, I thought not. <laughs> Don't yeah. overdose on turkey sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, I hate that as well. <laughs> Who actually has that? Me. Oh, <laughs> oh of course he does. Oh, actually, am me. <laughs> yeah, and also that that thing about a dog being for life. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky, especially with the inbreeding caused by the rabies uh, problem in the 1970s. If you can get ten years out of a dog nowadays, <laughs> it's a good go. There's children thinking, oh, for life, brilliant. Where's Rover? <laughs> Rover. Fenton. <laughs> Fenton, more like. Yeah, that's not allowing for the, the roadkill aspect to keep in a pet. I've spotted a, a non-Christmas cliché, but a winter cliché. I've mm. got a pair of, uh, of brown leather gloves, and every winter, when you start wearing them, while it's before it's properly cold, people go... <laughs> Got your murderer's gloves on, I see, <laughs> and that's quite a well-known one. I'm oh, sure I've never, people... I've never heard that one. Yeah, I kill those people, so they <laughs> are, they are murderers. Are they covered in blood? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I've never heard the old uh, festive murderer's gloves. <laughs> you know, when you shake hands with somebody and you've got leather gloves on, they nearly always go, "Oh, you've got murderer's gloves on," or you have to, or you do it yourself. You sort of go, <laughs> "Forgive the murderer's gloves, eh?" <laughs> No, just me on this. Just me on this. <laughs> me and Emily, it seems. No, well, I um, I don't have any leather gloves. I'll be honest with you. I have. We have a lot of sparrowhawks our way, <laughs> and um, I don't want them to mistake it and come and thinking it's a, think it's a gauntlet. <laughs> if you get one of them on your wrist and you're not expecting, I'll tell you, frighten the hell out of you. Mm. And also, I have a nervous habit of uh, swinging bacon on a string. <laughs> that can that can be a confusing message for them. <laughs> anyway, Merry Christmas. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.